Good morning, everyone. This is Manchester is Burning for Thursday, December the 24th on 2020. This is Christmas Eve of 2020. I hope that your holiday season is going as well as it can be under the circumstances. I know people are not able to travel and they're not able to see the people they love as much as they would like to in person, live, but uh, find a way. Find the way you can on a virtually or however. I hope it's going to be as good as it uh, it can be under the circumstances. Uh, I thank you for watching this video. I thank you for listening to the podcast that is a simulcast of this video. Uh, a couple of shout outs real quick. Number one, I want to thank everyone uh, for listening and watching Manchester's Burning. This is a, a, a labor of love for me. I've been wanting to do something like this for a, quite a long time. Uh, I, I went a couple of different avenues in, in writing and uh, about football, about Manchester, about Manchester United and Manchester City and other things related, uh, and time and family and all and work and all sorts of stuff. Got have uh, you know kind of superseded all that, but the dream was to do YouTube videos and to do a podcast, and I decided you might as well just go for it. I thank all of you for uh, joining in at the very beginning, at the very, very, very ground level of what this is about. I know this is all low budget and no whole lot of tech going on here. Uh, you know, fancy graphics and wonderful little pictures and things like that. I'll figure it out. But thank you so much for getting in on the ground level of Manchester's Burning. I hope you stay along for the ride. Uh, is going to be a, definitely going to be an interesting one as I learn by trial and error how to do all this stuff uh, and so forth. I also, part of that is I noticed that I, uh, Manchester's Burning podcast it, it is now on Apple Podcast as well as Spotify, as well as Google and so forth. I, I noticed also in the numbers that most everyone's listening to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. That's wonderful. That's That, that makes this dream come true uh, to have people listen on a uh, Apple Podcasts. I know maybe my dreams is not as uh, big as others, but uh, but just that's just great. Please keep listening. Uh, give a rating, five stars, please on Apple if you are um, inclined to do so. Uh, I thank you all for getting in on this ground level. Manchester burning is uh, Manchester's burning. Sorry, project uh, with the videos on YouTube and the podcast on multiple platforms. Secondly. Second shout out, and that's going to lead me segue into Manchester United. There's a saying that it's the hope that kills you. And it, it, that is said as it relates to uh, as it relates to football teams, football clubs. And, uh, and where I see it the most is when a team starts doing really well, somewhat unexpectedly. Uh, they're under duress from their fan base. They're under duress from the media. They're under duress from other factors going on. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, they start pulling a string of victories together. And they start moving forward uh, in, in competitions or in a cup competition or in the league or something like that. And then the fans start thinking, oh, because fans, uh, I mean, I am a fan. And I get, I try to get not reactionary, but but a lot of fans are, and that's okay. I, I love that fans are reactionary, and then they start hoping that they can win this competition, 
that they are advancing in. They can win the league. They can win the cup. They can win this and so forth. When the rational objective evidence isn't quite there yet to support it. And that's what's happening with Manchester United, folks. Manchester United sits third in the in Premier League. They're five points out of Liverpool, who still, by the way, objectively and subjectively speaking, is still the best team in England. They're the best team in the league. Uh, and they are odds-on favorite, in my opinion. I think Manchester City is the second best team. Uh, that is a controversial choice, even because they're much lower down the table from United and and uh, Liverpool. But I think they're probably the second best team in the league. I do not think that Manchester United is the third best team in England. I do not. The eye test and the object- objective evidence does not support it. However, the fan base, who has been under complete duress, they have been split over the owners, split over Cousin Ollie, split over the results. They have agendas. It's all over the place. They are now have hope. Hope to win the division, to win the Premier League. Hope to win the Battery Acid Cup. After a 2-0 win last night or yesterday afternoon, depending on when you and where you saw the match against Everton, it was not a definitive, uh, glorious, great performance by United. But again, United somehow pulls it out 2 to nothing at the end, dominating for 25 minutes and then going cold for 60 and then reeling it back up when things got hard when things needed to happen when a goal needed to score and guess what the dude that I thought was going to be on a training table for nine straight months with a muscle injury either to his face or his groin or his hair ended up scoring a goal and put it one nothing I mean I keep I mean I keep thinking that he's not going this Edison Cavani guy is not going to do it and he then he does I keep being proven wrong I'm gonna get proven wrong a lot on this podcast a lot on these videos but I was wrong about that dude. But, you know, the jury, I still think is still out on that dude. But, hey, it's going well so far. But now I watch fan TV. I watch uh, these videos from other uh, casters out there, these other folks out there talking about how, um, they're, you know, they're going to win this this battery acid cup. They're going to win the division. They're going to win the league and everything else. And Ali is much better than he is and da-da-da-da-da. That is the hope that fans have. And you can't – that's great. I love the hope, but they say the hope kills you. It will kill you in the end because when that team fails in the next round, when they start going on a nine-match losing streak and end up falling apart like a 36-year-old Pinto on I-95 down in Savannah, they uh, then the fans lose it. That hope kills because they get their hopes up. And then they're destroyed. Let me tell you a quick story. I live in Atlanta, Georgia. Most of my favorite sports teams are in Atlanta. That's sad. Atlanta is one of the worst sports cities in the world. Why? Because they bottle it. Their sports teams bottle it every single time, with the exception of once in the last, let's see, 25 years. I think it's probably longer than that, actually. No, it's 25 years. Now, one one night, there was a Super Bowl. The Atlanta Falcons were playing the New England Patriots. 
Now, at some point, I was watching that game. I took the day off of work the next day because I was hoping, I was hoping as an Atlanta Falcons fan that I would watch them lift that trophy. And I watched them go ahead 28-3 to against the greatest sports dynasty that has ever lived. Nah, I'm making that up. It's not. But it, it's a dynasty. The New England Patriots in the National Football League are a dynasty. And they were up. Whoa, lost that microphone. Hold up. Let me get it back. Let me get that microphone back. All right, here we go. Sorry about that, y'all. All right, now I'm back. Now, they were up 28-3. to 28-3 to, to the New England Patriots late in the game. Guess what? They lost. They gave up a 28-3 lead and lost. I am still gutted over that loss. Matter of fact, I have not watched the Atlanta Falcons play a football game since. That's how the hope kills you. I hope, Manchester United fans, I hope that Cousin Ollie pulls this thing out. I hope he does. Because if he doesn't, and that team falls apart, like Millie Vanilli's career, and Barry Manilow's hair. I hope it doesn't crush them. I hope it doesn't. That's why you got to stay objective. I have not watched the Falcons play since that loss. One year later, Georgia Bulldogs, college football team. They were winning against Alabama for the national championship. Guess what? They lost. I haven't watched the Georgia Bulldogs since. That's how... That's how hope hope can crush you when your team falls apart like a 15-year-old cat's system. So Manchester United fans, buckle in. It might be a tough ride. Objectively speaking, I don't have that much hope. I really don't. Let me look at some stats for you. Let's go right into the preview of a very, very important match for you, Manchester United against Leicester City on Boxing Day. Very important match. Very, very important. Leicester is right up there with Manchester United. They're a good, very good team. They are a very good team. Brendan Rodgers has done an excellent job with that team. They are they are the sum of their parts together. They are they got the pieces in place. They got pieces there. They're not the best team. No, they're not. But they're playing a little bit above their uh, weight level, their weight class, and they're doing pretty well. Rodgers is a good manager. He's good. Um, so it, it is going to be a difficult match. But one of the important things that's happened for United that was, that was really important in this battery acid cup match last night was the fact that there were nine changes that Cousin Ollie the person that everyone is saying or most people are saying is a gym teacher, which is really, really, really stupid to say, uh, made nine changes. It is good. It is, it is incredible that United has the ability this season to throw out a workable changed lineup of nine changes into a cup match 
and save some people for the next league game, which is only like, what, you know, 10 hours away? <laughs> I mean, I'm exaggerating. I always exaggerate, but my point is it's not a whole big, long turnaround. So they got Leicester. Now, looking at some stats related to both United and Leicester going into this match. Now, I talk a lot about, uh, on all of my previews, I talk about some offensive statistics and some uh, defensive statistics that kind of bear out who's going to be performing what, how they're going to perform, how this thing is going to roll. Now, I talk a lot about non-penalty expected goals plus expected assists per 90 minutes. That shows how prolific how well an offensive team is able to generate goal opportunities that are non-penalty remember people like to call manchester united the penalty kings you know the penalty they always get penalties they always get a penalty to somehow pull the get a goal out and everything else so so you know you can't you can't rely on penalties (laughs) you can't not you definitely when you're not Manchester United, whose defense and that back line is terrible. They're about as terrible as as garbage has been sitting out on the curb for four weeks, you know, with some dead insects in it or something. I mean, it's that bad. So, offensively speaking, Manchester United, that particular statistic that I was speaking of, they're sixth in the league in the category that I spoke of, that non-penalty expected goals plus expected assists per 90 minutes. Sixth in the league. Not bad. Not bad at all, actually. They, they do generate opportunities. They do do that. Leicester, further down in the table in that category. They're in 11th. So the edge, United. Let's talk about how their opponents do against them. That shows how well their defense is. Both teams, about the same defensively, actually. Actually, both teams are middle of the road, actually, in that category. United, defense in that category, how they how many times they allow their opponents those offensive act. Uh, opportunities united 11th in the league leicester 13th in the league so uh, you know that's middle of the road lower end of the table type of stuff and so not all that great united has a little bit of the edge in both categories offensively and defensively now how well are they getting those expected goals per shot on target uh and how well are they defending in terms of how much opportunity are they giving. United, this is where they've been struggling. Now, I told everyone a few weeks back, well, probably not less than, probably less than that, I tell people all the time, that Lindelof and McGuire are basically shrubbery together. You know how in front of your house or in front of some house somewhere, you got shrubs that just are there and they just don't move and they're there all the time and they're kind of pretty to look at, but they don't do anything except just sit there. That's Lindelof and McGuire together on that back line. They don't move. Now, one of them needs to not be there. It's okay to have a tree, shrubbery up front of your goalie, but you need someone who's going to move. Now, you saw that in the, the battery acid game last night. You saw um, Bale or Bele, or you know, I'm not sure what his name exactly pronounced, horrible names, but you saw that because he's got speed and pace. You need a tree like McGuire and someone with speed and pace like Bailey, right? Not two trees together. That doesn't help you when you need some pace, when you've got teams running at you. So, um, but I'm afraid what's going to happen because, 
Bailey, you can't rely on Bailey uh, to be there all the time. Sorry, to, I hate to say it. Uh, you can't rely on him. Uh, sadly, he is on the training table a lot. So it's going to be Lindelof and McGuire, and, and they are 18th, third worst in the Premier League in giving up quality shot opportunities against their goalie. They're one of the worst, third worst. They are giving up a shot XG on their goalie of .35. That's sec- third worst in the league. Leicester... Its defense, on the other hand, is ninth best in the league at .3. So the edge there goes to, goes to Leicester. So I can't trust that back line to not give up shot opportunities, and they give up good shot opportunities. .35 XG shot on target against your goalie? That's, a, that's not good. That is not good. Now, the other, you flip that around is how, how good are – is the offense at getting good goal opportunities on their shots on target. And they're both middle of the road, Leicester and Manchester United. They're both uh, middle of the road in that category, 11th and 12th. United's 12th. The Foxes are 11th. Now, how good are the goalies at, you know, at making sure that, that those opportunities are not converted by their opponents? Again, I, I I think that Tottenham game probably does skew these numbers a bit. Uh, I don't know for sure, to be quite honest with you. But again, Manchester United is negative 0.1. That's 13th in the league in that category. And Leicester is plus 2.7. That's fourth. So, so that means their goalie is doing a very good job. Leicester, the Foxes goalie, Schmeichel, is doing a good job at you know make, at parrying away those good opportunities against their def- against them, much better than De Gea and Henderson. That's going to be that's a weakness. That is a weakness. So that that's trouble. That that's trouble for the Red Devils. That's trouble. That is Macaulay Culkin and his brothers out on a town trouble. That's what it is. All right. How good is are the teams, both the Foxes and the Devils, how good are they at converting goal opportunities and actual goals? Manchester United is second in the league in that category. That is a huge edge. They are second in the league at converting goal opportunities into actual goals. Their goals, over-expected goals, is plus 4.8. That is second in the league. Leicester's plus 1.4. That is ninth in the league. Edge, united in that category. Both teams are middle of the road when it comes to pressing in their defensive zone. They do not sit back that much. Um, Manchester United is 11th in PPDA. That's the... Average amount of passes they will allow the offense in their defensive zone before they act. And so they're 11th um, highest in the league in that category. But Leicester is right behind them at 12th. Um, they, they don't press that much in their zone. Uh, they do sit back just a tiny bit. 
Um, at times they will press. At times they'll press a little bit more than others. It really depends on how the lineup shapes up. Uh, I've said this many, many times. I've said that it, depending on the lineup, depending on who is out there in the midfield for United, that's how this game is going to go. The exception was that Leeds game. That I was wrong about that Leeds game. I, I said, no, Ollie. Cousin Ollie, don't do it. Don't put out McTominay. Put out Pogba. Don't have Fred out there. Put out Pogba. I mean, have a more offensive. Don't have holding midfielders. I was wrong. Why? Because I underestimated Scott McTominay. Scott McTominay actually is one of my favorite players. Jeez, what is going on with this thing? I mean, come on. Man, come on. Come on, y'all. All right, this is turning into a bit of a mess, but we're going to keep on going. All right, so I underestimated Scott McTominay. I underestimated the dude. I mean, obviously, he scored two goals in three minutes, so I obviously, I underestimated. I said, don't put him out there, but hey, he proved me wrong. I'll, cousin, cuz. You prove me wrong, man. You prove me wrong. Um, I, I, but I'll have a message for you in a second. So, um, another story here um, I want to point out to you. Uh, there is a, a statistic called expected points. You get that from understat.com. The other stats I put out there are from uh, fbref.com. Um, and Manchester United is the best in the Premier League at converting expected points and actual points meaning they are one could say given that high number that they have that they're best in the league in this category they're a little bit overachieving that even though they may not have the advantage inspected goals but when you simulate it out they should be drawing and losing more than they are that's what that stat bears out they're the best in the league at converting those points and actual points um that shows that might show a little bit of overperformance I'm not sure about that, but that's kind of what it kind of illustrates. Uh, but Leicester is fourth in the league in that category. They were also one of the top league in the category last season. Um, so they do they, – they pull the games out. And, and after a while, when the sample size gets closer to 15 and 16 and 20, around 11, 12, you know, or a little bit higher, that it, you know, that it starts less being about luck. I don't like attributing things to luck or unluckiness. That's why I'm against Mikel Arteta because he he just came out and be like, we're unlucky. Well, you're not a leader when you talk about being unlucky. Your team is terrible. you got to say so. You are not doing a good job either. You've got to say so. You've got to take responsibility for it um, and so forth. Uh, I mean, if that means you got to throw something under the bus, uh, do it in the locker room, but you can't be doing it out in public if we're unlucky. That, that shows poor leadership. You know, you're a manager, not a leader. Uh, you're not you're not leading. All right, let's go to the lineups, everybody. Going to be a, for United. We're going to be looking at a four-two-three-one. Um, Cuz Ollie, uh, you're changing my mind. It is an insult to you that people call you a gym teacher. It, it, it's an insult. You are not a gym teacher, but you're not Pep Guardiola either. You're not Jurgen Klopp, right? So you're somewhere in the middle. You are probably not as bad as most people make you out to be as a manager. You also are learning. And I, I, I have to say, I have to give you credit for learning. I have to give you cause credit for learning on the go, making changes, 
trial and error and just keep plugging away with humility uh with you know uh you know attributing things to what they should be attributed to um my only mistake my only mistake i think you're making with that is you you're attributing way too much for the lack of fans being available because that affects everybody Right now, that's affecting most everybody, and most people have 2,000 fans. You cannot continue to say that the team doesn't do well because there's lack of fans because most everybody else doesn't have fans either, so don't go there. But, Ollie, because cause you're learning. I, 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 you're learning on the go. You're figuring it out. You're putting it together. And I, I have to be positive about that for you. Now, because I got one more. I'm talking to you for you, cuz, Ollie, I know you're listening. I know you're listening with some type of Jedi mind thing. You're listening to this, this sound of my voice. No, I'm not delusional yet. I haven't even had breakfast. But, Ollie, just keep doing what you're doing. Keep doing what you're doing. Don't doubt yourself. Don't let the darkness hug you. Just keep doing what you're doing. Keep learning. Keep thinking about it. Keep learning as you go. Don't stop. You actually are on the right track. I'm very pleased by the fact that even though the board of Manchester United is terrible, they're awful, they are bad cat food that's been left out in the winter for three months in Antarctica, they're that bad. They they trust you. Now a lot of naysayer fans out there can say what they want about you know the agendas and all that stuff. I'm not about agendas. I'm about teams performing to their potential, and that's what's happening with United right now. They're performing to their potential based on what they got. They're performing to their potential based on how good you are, cause. So just keep learning. Make some changes. Make basically make another nine changes from from Wednesday. All right, make another nine changes in your lineup for Wednesday. Put out. I know you have Pogba out there. I want to keep him. Uh, I, I want to do a special episode about Pogba. I want to do a special episode about Mason Greenwood. So what I want to see actually, I want to see Daniel James back out there on uh, Boxing Day against Leicester. I want some speed out there. Mason Greenwood started on Wednesday, so let's put Don and Daniel James out there. Let's give him some game time. Until we get a get a uh, now we come on now. Until United get a right right wing guy. I don't want to mention JS. Don't want to mention that dude. That dude, man. All right. I don't want to mention uh, Sancho. Until we get a good. Until we get a stellar world class right wing guy. Let's put Daniel James out there. Let's put some speed out there to um, to to uh, to press that defense uh, of Leicester. So let's put out a four-two-three-one. Let's. I, I really come on. We gotta break up McGuire Lindoff. So, but I, I know Ollie, you're gonna do that. So I predict the lineup, Ollie, because I really wish you would just get rid of um, not get rid of Lindoff, but I mean you can't. The other thing. I mean, come on. You cannot play Maguire every single day. That dude is mentally exhausted. What people need to understand, what you all need to understand, because of Ollie, you need to understand mental exhaustion. 
McGuire is mentally exhausted from his experience of what happened over the summer in Greece. It is still hanging over his head. He is mentally exhausted. And you play him every single game no matter what. He is fried. What that's going to do is make him a bigger tree, a more rooted tree than what he normally is. So you got to do something about that. You can't have McGuire start every single bloody game. But if you do, Ollie, then take Lindelof off. Just go ahead and play Bailey. Play him there next to McGuire in the back line. I know Bailey's not going to be the most fit, but go ahead and just play him out there. If he's healthy, go ahead and play him out there. You need pace. Against Lester, against Vardy, against Madison, you need pace. Or you're going to get spent. You're going to get got. Vardy's coming after you. Madison's coming after your defensive line. Again, in the corners. You've got to have pace on the corners and kill this zonal marking nonsense. Learn. Keep learning, Ollie. Keep learning what don't work and then change it. Don't get too stubborn. Okay? That's Pep's problem. Getting too stubborn. Ollie, don't get too stubborn. All right. Let's... Let's have Martial start. Center forward. Let's go ahead and have him start. Go ahead and have Rashford out there. Martial and Rashford, they, they played a few minutes uh, on Wednesday. Go ahead and start them against Leicester. You got James on the, on the other wing on the right. Go ahead and put in Bruno. That, that's another guy I, I got some concern. Okay, again, uh, with physical exhaustion, possible mental exhaustion, you – you can't end up playing Bruno every game. So you're going to have to rest him soon. I would rest him in the next match, not this one, in the next one. All right? Rest Bruno. Put him out there for the last 30 minutes, last 25 minutes of the match before the battery acid semifinal against Manchester City. All right? Do that. Okay, but go ahead and put Fernandez out in this match. You really need him in this match, Ollie. You really do. Listen to me. Go ahead and put Fernandez out there. That's okay. That's fine. Put Pogba out there. And go ahead and put McTominay out there, too, in the midfield. Go ahead and do that. Or put Vanderbeek. That dude got to play. I don't know what your thing is, Ollie, about Vanderbeek, but you got to let him play. Go ahead and let him play. He's been sitting on the bench. He should be well-rested. I don't care if you play it on Wednesday. Go ahead and let him play. But, Ollie, what I want you to do, I want you to listen to me. Listen to my voice. Ollie, just keep learning. Keep learning and making adjustments as you need to. Don't listen to the haters. Don't listen to the Ollie out crowd. Don't listen to people think you're a gym teacher. Don't listen. Just listen to your mind. Don't listen to your heart. Your heart has no rudder when you listen to just that. Listen to your head. Do what your head tells you to do. Think rationally. Don't think on emotion. Don't get all emotional, Ollie. Because you do that too. I know. I see it. Think with your head. Keep learning. Make the adjustments based on what you learn. And keep going. Alright? Just keep going. Be humble. Keep going. Don't stop. Unrelenting will. Personal will. And that's what I see in you right now. And you're learning. And so that, but going back to another video, that's level five leadership. Level five leadership. That's eventually going to get you where you want to go. 
may not necessarily be with United, but it's going to get you where you're going to go if you do that level five leadership. All right. So. Four, two, three, one. My score prediction really quick before I let you all go. This thing has gone on long enough. I hate to say it. Fans. United fans. I think you're not going to win this one. I think the hope is going to come at, come at you. I'm going to say Leicester 3, United 1. I don't trust that defense. I just don't. I think Leicester is better than people think. And your defense with trees in the back line and giving up too many corner goals is going to hurt you. So I really think, uh, I think United is going to lose. And you're going to lose some hope. Okay, but just think. Actually, if you think with your head, fans, things are going forward for United. Okay, regardless of what happens on Boxing Day, things still are going forward. Okay, you got a semifinal in the Battery Acid Cup. You got a chance for actual trophy. All right, even though it's for Battery Acid, you are in the clumpy Cat Litter Box Cup, otherwise known as the Europa League. You are in that again. We'll talk more about that semifinal and what it means later. I may, ha may actually have to do a video about it. Oh, my gosh. Do a video about the battery ass. I said I didn't want to talk about that dang thing, but no, you all made me do it, too. All right, well, y'all, have a great Christmas. Have a great holiday. Enjoy your family in however way you do it. Do not let the darkness hug you. Look at the light and keep that darkness at bay. You know it's there. Think about it. Know it's there. Don't let it hug you. Have a great holiday, everybody. Be safe and enjoy what's coming up, all right? Hope you have a good one, all right? Have happy holidays, everybody. And good morning, good night, good day from Manchester is burning. We'll be back soon. Thank you all.